You're listening to the Performance Group Podcast, a place to listen, learn, and get to know the unseen heroes of our local community. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Kirby, and on the Performance Group Podcast, we make it our mission to learn from those around us and shed light on our local community. If you're new to the show, we have spoken to business leaders, community, organizers, friends, and family. And before we jump in today, I hope to ask you for a favor. If you could please just take one second to hit subscribe and share our posts. It would mean a whole lot to me, our team here at the Performance Group, and our amazing guests on today's show. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Performance Group Podcast. My name is Sean Kirby, and I will be your host today. And on today's episode, I am joined by the one, the only, the Mr. Nate Spell, the owner-operator of Barrier 4, a new downtown Pendleton small business. Yeah. But not new to business. Not necessarily, no. Hi, Nate. Hello. For the third time today. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Nate earlier today at the coffee shop, and I didn't speak to him because I didn't want to spoil any of the rapport we would have here. Yeah. So I didn't even look him in the eyes. <laughs> I slapped his coffee out of his hand and just yeah. kept walking. Um, so talk to me, Nate. Tell the people who you are. Um, how you got to where you are today, where, what, and I mean that not only in business, but in Pendleton, Indiana, and then, um, that way we can kind of get a good little overview and then I'll read your LinkedIn to you and you say, yes, sir. No, sir. And sure. We'll just kind of talk about the metaverse. Yeah. I'll keep it high level. Uh, save you guys the nitty gritty detail details, but, uh, so yeah, I'm Nate Spell. Um, I've only been here in Pendleton for a couple of years, uh, but going back to, I guess, how I got involved in the business world, entrepreneurship business. Um, yeah, so I mean, I've always been entrepreneurial. Uh, I started a, a graphic design company um, when I was like 12. I uh, did that for a little bit. Uh, kind of got into the gaming world, Roblox. You started a business when you were 12? I started before that. I was doing lawn, lawn stuff, mowing yards, uh, pulling weeds and stuff for a while when I was like nine. That's crazy. Younger. Like I would mow my yard. And my neighbors would pay, would pay me because I'd be like a short little nine year old, mm-hmm. and they would they thought that was cool for some reason. So I literally had neighbors come over and pay me from all my own yard. Um, oh, point. interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was yeah, but yeah. So I did mowing, graphic design, and then that transitioned into um, eventually a Roblox magazine, and we could jump into that later. Um, in which we in that magazine it was a bi monthly magazine, um, primarily just a virtual magazine where we had game tutorials, uh, YouTuber interviews, game reviews, uh, things like that. Eventually that caught the attention of Roblox. They reached out to me. We started working together uh, and printing advertise or printing the magazines for their conferences in Europe and California. Did that for a little bit. And I was 16 at this point. <laughs> um, that led into a coding academy, which led into uh, a media like production studio uh, called 3Media. And then 3Media slowly transi- transitioned into what we are now, which is Barrier 4, um, primarily working in the quote-unquote metaverse. Whoa. Um, we've been doing that for about seven months. You've been working in the metaverse for seven months, and everybody else just found out about it when Zuck said something the other day? I mean, technically, we've been in the metaverse for years, but we've been a production studio for seven months in the I metaverse. Don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I mean, it's just... So uh, many questions, yeah, it's just Nate. A, it's just a word. Yeah, a so word. you, um, what made you start so early? I mean, like, truly, I mean, like, I, you don't hear a lot of 12-year-olds who said I had a graphic designing business. Um, money, maybe. Um, but also, I guess, uh, if I had to, like, define myself as a kid, uh, it was, I mean, a rebellious kind of sounds uh, cliche, but it, it was a rebellious kind of attitude that I had. I didn't like doing what people told me to do. I would do the opposite of what people told me to do. Um, and what I grew up a lot hearing was I had to go to college, I had to, you know, you know, go to standard route, go to college, get a job, and just live life like that. And from a young age, I kind of decided that that's not the route I wanted to take. Um, and um, being homeschooled, so I was homeschooled all my life, um, that gave me a lot of opportunity to kind of test around and uh, play with and figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And that's why I've had so many different businesses. Um, it's just I wanted to do my own thing, and I had the time and the opportunity to you know, figure out what that is. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. So then um, 12-year-old Nate Spell uh, looking up at, how old are you now, Nate? 21. That's insane. I feel crazy when I told people I was 26 and doing this, and then 
21. You're still young. You're, <laughs> don't tell me that. Don't <laughs> speak down to me like that, Nate. Um, so, I mean, 12-year-old Nate Spell looking yeah. at 21-year-old. What's he say? Uh, I have no idea. Why. How did you get there? Yeah. Even like even now, like, because the last six months of my life have been, like, completely, like, life-changing. I, It's just I don't necessarily understand how I, how I, I mean, got to where I am now. Um, like, in hindsight, I can, like, identify key moments that, like, maybe put me down this path. Um, life is crazy, I guess. Life is crazy. Yeah. So you um, you got into the Roblox world at how old were you then? Twelve. And then at what point did it turn into an income stream? Uh, probably 13. And that's crazy. Yeah. So what of. made you make a, a magazine, online magazine? Yeah, so I had my graphic design business, right? Yeah. Um, in this business, I was working with game developers, working on, like, thumbnails for their games, advertisements for their games. My company was called Vitaphobic. I, that doesn't make any sense. That name, no, that's opposite. I don't know what Vitaphobic <laughs> means, necessarily, even now. Um, it's just a name my friend and I came up with. It's kind of like a mix between video and then phobic. Yeah, it's scared. Even though we're a graphic design company. Um, and just one day I decided I want to I want to change my name. Uh, so I designed a fake magazine cover in Photoshop. Went with the cover. Went with the name them. T H E M. I, I mean, again, I don't know why I picked that name. Um, and in this magazine magazine cover, it was you know a Roblox character. Um, uh, like a couple of the topics were like. Roblox's newest entrepreneur, uh, and then I put that up on Twitter, and people were asking, am I starting a, a Roblox magazine? And my thought, literally after seeing those, those replies to my tweet, was, I mean, you know, why not? I'm going to go ahead and do that. And that, that next month, um, we started putting together articles, uh, designing the pages, and pushed that onto the internet, and it blew up, uh, and pretty much immediately got the attention of Roblox. Uh, and... And they reached out and said, we really like what you're doing, and, and we'd like to work with you um, and get these issues out more and more. Did you do that with the intention of getting the attention of Roblox to no. make money, or just did no. it because it was fun? I mean, the, ma the magazine was completely free, so we had no, like, you know. You were 13. You yeah. weren't thinking through the financials of it. Not at you all. You didn't have rent. Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> it just kind of worked out like that. Um, and, yeah, a lot came of that uh, partnership with Roblox. Uh, we, we released about three or four issues before uh, they said that they wanted to print them for their conference in California. Wow. So every year they have an invite-only conference with all their top developers, um, and we printed 500 copies of that issue. I got invited. My dad and I flew out there. Um, got to meet the CEO of Roblox there, um, the co-founder, uh, pretty, pretty much the whole team, and that's kind of where I got connected in the Roblox world a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, as a 16-year-old going to California – to see my magazine, uh, you know, laid across all the table at tables at a, a major company's conference in California. Yeah, that was that was sweet. Um, yeah, dude, that that's all I can say. It was sweet. That was, was sweet. That is sweet. It uh, doesn't stop being sweet. So for yeah. the average individual that's listening to this podcast, they probably don't understand or know much about Roblox. Yeah. Um, dumb it down. Explain it the the best you can, and speak a little bit better into the mic. Yeah, okay, right Thank here. You. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, perfect. All right, so this is how you should think of Roblox. Uh, assuming you know what YouTube is, um, <laughs> YouTube is a platform where anyone and everyone can upload videos. Uh, the video can be whatever they want. Um, it could be a video about a dog. It could be a Pop-Tart cat with a rainbow coming out the back of it. Um, you can upload anything to YouTube. Roblox, uh, in concept, is very similar to that where anyone and everyone can make a game. Uh, they have all the tools, all of the um, assets to create a game. Um, and, like, literally the only limitation is their imagination. Again, as cliche as that is. Um, and that's kind of what Roblox is. You can upload your game to Roblox. People can play it. Um, you can make money off of it. Um, and, yeah, just think of it like YouTube. So, oh, I guess I don't know what Roblox is because yeah. I was um, in my head really framing it similar to um, Minecraft. So yeah. I know now that there's even, uh, uh, especially in Roblox, like we had talked in the past, like it's gotten even more intense for what you can do inside of Roblox. Yeah. Um, so do you, you make your own video games inside of a video game or Roblox is not even a video game? Yeah, it is its own. Yeah, Roblox is a platform. 
Interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that because when my little cousin comes here and plays it, it looks like he's playing something. Yeah, he's playing the games that the creators on the platform made. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that was what it was. You know what games he's, he plays? You know, no, I have no idea. No idea. Okay. It's upstairs when um, he comes to visit and everybody else okay. is working on tax accounting stuff. Or yeah. and, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, Minecraft, a lot of people compare it to Minecraft because it's blocky. Or at least they see it as blocky. You should see some of the games that they that are, that are made in there. Uh, think of, like, Battlefield. Yeah. That can be remade in Roblox. In fact, like, someone completely remade Minecraft in Roblox. Like, every, it gets identical to how minecraft they have the tools what are the tools the two um you have a whole development studio you have uh i mean i don't know how to explain it yeah, necessarily I, you just have everything you need to create a game that's uis that's back-end stuff that's servers that is it free yeah roblox is completely free is there advertisements yeah so that's um, kind of the well again high level this is how the developers of the games make money on roblox so They'll, they'll create their game, okay. um, build up an audience, and there's different ways to monetize. You can either do game passes where people can buy, like, perks in-game. Skins. Yeah. Um, NFTs. <laughs> in a way. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Uh, so they can buy, like, upgrades in, in the game with a virtual currency called Roblox. Robux. Robux. And that's what Roblox... Cryptocurrency. Offers. Cryptocurrency, sure. And you can buy Robux with real cash, um, which is how you prim- primarily get that. But with these perks and upgrades that the developers offer, uh, they get the Robux from those. Whenever someone buys it, the Robux goes to the developer. And the developer, after they reach you know 100,000 Robux, which is a relatively small amount, they can convert that to real-life currency. So like 100,000 Robux right now, it converts to $350. Oh. Yeah. Um, and to give you uh, an example of how large of a thing this is... Uh, the top studio on Roblox, uh, which I personally know the owners, uh, they're doing, you know, probably around $50 million a year from converting Robux to USD. And then it's not uncommon to see a developer making, you know, $50,000 a month off of it, a um, million dollars a year. It's a very common thing. Crazy. Yeah. It's just a platform. It is it's an opportunity platform. platform. It's, yeah. Similar like how YouTubers would run ads on their YouTube videos or get sponsors for their YouTube. It's the same thing. Yeah. Interesting. So um, now that I know how Roblox works, talk to me about how you are not only working with Roblox. Um, I know that you have a, you, you do, do you still do the them stuff? Do you still do a yeah. magazine or anything like that? Or what are you kind of doing with Roblox now? Yeah. Um, so my main gig with Roblox, so barrier four. Yeah. Uh, and I can explain the name. Uh, yeah, please do. Oh, yeah, okay. We'll just explain the name. So it's called Barrier Four because, um, well, if you know anything about uh, the film world or like uh, performance, there's this term called breaking the fourth wall. Okay. Um, where the character Deadpool does it, The Office does it, where the characters in the show will make pretty much eye contact with the camera. They'll identify the camera, talk directly to the camera, um, and that's kind of what we're doing with Barrier Four is we're helping companies break that fourth wall and connect directly to the audience which in this case is the Roblox community, or uh, right now we're branching into other platforms, like another platform is Core Games, um, and we're helping those brands and companies connect directly with these uh, younger audiences. Interesting. And we're doing that through video production, community management. Um, a big thing we're doing right now is game jams, so I can explain that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, video production, community management, uh, and game jams, and you know that's what we've been doing. Uh, and primarily, like I said, it's Roblox. Um, we don't necessarily work directly with Roblox. It's really just the companies that see the metaverse being the next big thing. Um, so is metaverse not necessarily a Facebook thing? It's a thing thing? Yeah, Facebook is kind of like uh, pretending like they created the metaverse. Of course um, they did. Metaverse. It's like Apple. Yeah. So After somebody else creates something, Samsung comes out with a cool phone. They yeah. Said, Actually, that was us. Well, Facebook. So Facebook has a weird view of the metaverse. Not to like jump around to like different topics. Uh bunch facebook kind of sees metaverse as or at least the way they're pushing it as like virtual reality yeah and like it's a place where you can have business meetings um but they're trying to sell it to old people on facebook because kids are on twitter yeah kids are on twitter instagram yeah um what was the question before that Mm, metaverse is a big thing (laughs) it's not just a a facebook thing because i would i if to be 100 percent honest when they change the name to meta you assume that 
they are taking the ownership. They're planting yeah. the flag in the moon type of thing. It, so, yeah. So Metaverse and Google, or Meta and Google, yeah. are working to kind of uh, dominate the Metaverse. And um, So Roblox already has it. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's a thing. thing. Is, okay. It's just like it's like a... It's just a thing. It's kind of... It's cryptocurrency. It makes no sense. <laughs> it, yeah, and I feel like the definition of the metaverse varies per person that you talk to. For me... Um, let's just, look up what what is the metaverse. Yeah, let's Google it. All right. Class, what is the metaverse? It's for sure not owned by anyone. Like A virtual reality space in which users can interact with a computer-generated environment around other users. I mean, I suppose that's, yeah, I hate the term virtual reality like being used with it because when people hear that, they think, you know, the goggles and like, oh, now they are just a completely virtual person. But wouldn't you say, and I was, um, I was in something the other day with a bunch of 17-year-old girls. I'm going to back into how I said that. <laughs> I was at a leadership class with a bunch of adults and then um, one of the YLA members, which is a 17-year-old girl in this yeah. instant, um, said, I feel like I know so many people through social media, yeah. but I only, I know their bitmoji. I know they're all these things that I can identify them in person, but I'm too scared to say hi. Yeah. So she only knows them in a virtual sense. Yeah. So that's the metaverse. Social media is part of the metaverse. In, a, yeah, in theory, so. if you've never actually touched that person and you're only, we, I have friends all over the country. Yeah. You have communication connection with people you've never met i'm sure yeah yeah very good high level relationships yeah the metaverse doesn't make any sense and it's kind of like still being defined i guess um but i guess the best way to like broadly define it it is just the internet it's just it's, it's the internet the internet then <laughs> then it's just being pushed as like a fancy everything um i think that no it scares people when you add the virtual reality piece yeah. to it yeah and then that's you know, why i don't like it yeah, you don't want people to be scared of it. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't mind if they're scared of it. It's just like that's a very misleading like thing when they hear virtual reality because people just think of the VR goggles. Yeah. Did you immediately um, identify with the internet as an opportunity, or did the opportunity find you through the internet as a business owner? Uh, I mean, I grew up on the internet, so I mean, the internet was kind of always an option, and it was kind of like almost the only way for me to like that I saw for me to. Um, build a business because mm -hmm. um, none of my like skills were necessarily something I could like uh, like open up a shop for and, Pulling weeds. and sell. You're yeah. nine. Yeah, but that only lasted a few years. Um, oh, like what, like I, what I really wanted to do was like graph design and stuff in the gaming world and that is primarily on the internet. So that's kind of the only, I mean, gaming is on the internet and that's the route I took. Um, and again, I grew up on it so I didn't really know what life was like without the internet necessarily. Yeah, and when I grew up, and obviously there's only five years in between the two of us, That's but um, there were discs. It wasn't an internet gaming community. The only internet yeah. game I played was CoolMathGames.com. You know they sponsored my YouTube channel? No way. Yeah. Is that a real fact? It is. Do you know? What? Yeah. Why? Currently, or they have in the past? They have in the past. Oh, that's On sick. one of my videos, yeah. Not to brag or anything. But I don't know. That's the coolest thing I've ever had somebody yeah. tell me in real life. Yeah. It yeah. hits me. Right where it counts yeah. as a nine-year-old boy. It was super cool when it happened. How old were you? When they sponsored me? Yeah. Was that uh, recent? That was last year. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Well, I guess if they're trying to target a group of people, I would assume the majority of... What's the age group that's really into Roblox currently? Roblox, I'd say youngest would be like eight. Um, and then it goes all the way up to like 30. Yeah. Um, and, that, and the 30s is really where like the developers are and like all the creators are. Yeah. That's the oldest. Um Main creators, I say twenty to thirty. That's like the solid group of people who are making money off of it. Crazy. Yeah, I hear my mic cutting out. There we go. Well, did you talk a little over under? These ones yeah. are very specific because you got to talk into the top. Like yeah. um, some of these, you used to be able to talk into the fronts or the sides or yeah. the backs. Yeah. But these are very on top. Like these ones I've got over here, they want you to speak into the, like the side of it. Yeah. Right. But this makes me feel a lot more like a sure mic, like a Joe Rogan, $350 right, mics. Right. These right. are pod mics. Uh, for those people who care, uh, yeah. these are pod mics. These I almost got them. one of these. Yeah. For my thing, dude, but, but I um, I'll let you take one home with you and practice on it. They're, um, a hundred bucks and they're about five pounds a piece. You take these yeah. off. They're heavy suckers. I so I'm not taking one home. Well, it was an empty promise. Okay. I didn't mean it. <laughs>
All right. So um, let's kind of get into um, what made you open up a physical location? Um, because, you know what I mean? Like, you're in downtown Pendleton. Yeah. Your job doesn't really require that. No. Well, I mean, I got tired of working out of my uh, apartment. I mean, that's that's the main reason. And uh, why wouldn't I want to have my, like, big old logo and name? How'd that like, feel? Dude, that's awesome. I Like, I... I mean, I, I was, like, more excited about having a sign on State Street uh-huh. than having an office. Because it's just so cool to have your logo up on the wall. Or, up, yeah, on the main street in Pendleton. I don't know. You made it big. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I made it. Salesforce um, Tower. Yeah, dude. Barrier 4 building. Yeah. And then sometimes I sit in my office, I can hear people talking about my sign or, like, talking about my name. Um, How's that feel? They don't understand it, so, I mean... Oh, it's like you want to stick your head out and explain it because when you <laughs> say barrier four and you explain it, it yeah. makes a lot of sense. I think the connection between um, anybody and their customers is an yeah. amazing thing. Yeah. So you were an entrepreneur in residence at uh, the Innovation Connector, yeah. So you were part of a like an incubator, uh, unofficial, yeah. So the executive director Ted Baker of the Innovation Connector, which is a uh, it's a co working space. They offer offices and stuff there. Um, he was my mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he helped me out through a whole lot uh, in my life. Um, there's a few stories with my magazine where, I mean, at one point I had thousands of people, uh, you know, hating hating on me on Twitter. I had tons of hate messages. I mean, we went through a lot um, with that magazine, um, and he, he walked me through it. Um, he's provided me with a lot of opportunities, um, and that led to him offering up an office space uh, for me to work out of uh, in the Innovation Connector and um, – Again, going back to me thinking having my logo on, like, a wall is really cool. I put my Them Magazines up, like, logo up on the wall behind me and made it a cool little office there. Um, but, yeah, the Innovation, innovation Connector uh, really helped me grow as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's through mentorship. And then uh, did a lot of pitching competitions because of them. Um, unfortunately, I didn't win any. But uh, I got a lot of experience through that. Good feedback. Yeah. So, um as a young person that's in business and as somebody that honestly you've experienced a lot because you've been in business longer than most. You've been in business almost a decade. Yeah. And you're 21 years old. Oh, yeah. So if you think about it that way, you have more business experience than most people do. Um, You've experienced also a lot of success for somebody at a young age. Um, If you are speaking to a room full of 17-year-olds and they're all saying – I, the only way to be successful is X or Y, right? Mm-hmm. Most of them say you got to go to college and then go become a pharmacist to make $125,000. Yeah. Right. That's the, you know, the Midwestern American dream. You go to college, you get a good job, you work for somebody, that sort of stuff. What yeah. would you say to those that maybe are wired a little different and just are curious? Like curious about getting into like entrepreneurship and like doing their own thing or curious on what the world's going to give them or what they have to give to the world. Things that maybe they didn't realize you can make money at. And then somehow you stumble into opportunity. Um, well, first off, I want to kind of cover like what I feel like the secret, like ingredient to success is like rather than you got one, um, you got one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me write this down. Keep going. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's relatively simple. I'm a simple minimalist um and this is something that a lot of my friends and i've talked about is you know really like the best way to like really reach for success is one uh do something that no one else is doing that's pretty obvious but then spend six months eight months a year with your head down um just working and that's you know 12 hour days 13 hour days and just working getting stuff done finding clients working with clients offering things that other people aren't offering and doing doing things better than other people. It's really just putting your head down and, uh, you know, working for six months and doing nothing else but work. For so it's months. only six months. That's all it takes? The initial, yeah, that's, you know, the 12-hour days. And I did that from, you know, May to, you know, September. 12-hour uh, days, 13-hour days. I did nothing but, you know, work on my business. And um, right now I'm seeing the fruits of that labor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my business has, you know, grown exponentially this month is going to be our biggest month uh to date and uh to give you kind of an idea of how big that is we're doing this month in revenue what my 
three media did in a year, um, but this month in terms of revenue. That's crazy. Um, and that's from me just putting my head down and working. Um, and I mean, I have no college experience, um, barely made it through high school. Um, but in terms of opportunity, I mean, you always got to keep your eyes open, head on a swivel, look yeah. for opportunity. There's no like perfect uh, thing. And um, in my experience in business, I've done, uh, you know, a variety of different things. Graphic design, uh, magazine, coding academy, production studio. Um, just test things out, figure out what you're good at, and then do what other people aren't doing and offer what other people aren't doing and then do it better than everyone else. Do you feel like because you're passionate about what you do, you do it better? Um, I mean, I'm sure that helps. Um, but I guess I just have like an internal drive just to be better than um, my competitors. I guess it's just how I am wired. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this. So you've been, um, you've had great success for the last, I'll call it a decade because sure. anybody that was in a position when they were 12 years old to, you know, then have a magazine that yeah. is displayed at the actual business. Uh, yep. Yeah. Conference when you're 16. Um, how have you, oh, well, let's back up. Let me ask you this question. Do you think, um, you got to where you are today because of luck or skill. Yeah. Um, I feel like the big thing, one, is I never stopped. Um, something that I've, like, really had in the back of my head is just keep going. Um, and that applies to pretty much every, like, aspect of my life, whether it's marriage, um, physical. So, like, physical activity, like, if I'm running and I really, wanna, really, really want to stop, I just tell myself just keep going. And I, and I kind of do the same thing in business is, you know, things are going to get really tough um, and just keep going. I think – um, sure, certain aspects of it could be luck because I got to Roblox early. I got connected with and became friends with the top developers on the platform before they were top developers, and that's led to plenty of opportunities. Um, and then uh, it's just, you know, the work I put into it. Um, yeah. Just I don't stop. I got, sure, lucky in terms of timing, and then I just worked. I'd say that's kind of... How many people told you you were doing the wrong thing? I, I mean, I don't think anyone's, like, told me necessarily I'm doing the wrong thing, but I've had a lot of people question, like, uh, the not going to college um, aspect. And then, um, I don't know, just a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people have their opinions. It doesn't matter. But I've never had anyone tell me I'm doing the wrong thing, or at least not to my face. Well, you had a lot of people talking trash about you online. Oh, yeah. that's. I mean, that's a whole different story. Uh I don't know. How much time do we have? Uh, my next appointment's not until 1. So. What time is it now? 11.50. Uh, yeah, we, I won't take that long. Go nuts. Okay. Let them let have it. Let me, let Shout me out to the haters on Twitter in 2017. Yeah. Uh, Pricks. <laughs> so this is, yeah, back to the magazine. Um, We're jumping around, which is fine. Yeah, I like it. I hope you guys can. Uh, They'll decide for what they can. Yeah. We're going to send this to the school so the kids know that they can actually make it big and not need. Yeah. Um, university. So back in my magazine, my magazine was my first real like taste of success because um, we were working with Roblox right away. Had thousands of uh, you know readers every month. Um, we were printing for their conferences, um, and I guess just I was young and dumb. I didn't have all my bases covered, so I didn't have you know very clear deliverables for the contractors that we would come on and like help us. Um, which at this time I was. Like 15 going into 16. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't have clear deliverables for your contractors yeah. when you were 15 <laughs> years old. There's 15-year-olds that can't even get out of bed in the morning and yeah. put their socks on, and their mom has to drive them to school. Yeah. Um, Cut yourself some slack. That is the craziest sentence I've ever heard somebody say out loud. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is I, I had to deal with the consequences of all that. Uh, so we didn't have contracts. We didn't have clear deliverables. It was just kind of like, hey, do you want to write an article? Um and it's kind of like insinuated that, you know, I'll pay you this much or I, or in like you do this. Yeah. But it, um, I guess also a big aspect of before I get into like all the hate and how that happened was part of the gaming community. They're kind of a tough crowd. Um, and yeah. the internet I've been, community. I played Call of Duty. So there's I've thing, been in those chats. Yeah. yeah those so chats hurt. Yeah. And also like, I'm not internet. a good, I'm not good at anything. So it hurts your feelings a lot. Yeah, and the internet has this thing called cancel culture. And that's been a thing for a while. Um, where if you do something that a uh, majority of people don't like, they're going to really push you and hate you on it um, until you back down. 
Um, but pretty much, yeah, I didn't have all my bases covered. Uh, it and didn't have deliverables. Didn't really communicate clearly with the people that helped out on the magazine. And that, for some reason, um, like people would just jump onto Twitter and publicly post things about me. Um, and since a lot of kids are emotionally driven and they don't really think about, um, since a lot of kids don't really think about, uh, you know, the impact or, or even like talking directly with the person, they'd rather go to Twitter, publicly call that person out. And when one person publicly calls you out, regardless of having any proof or anything, um, another person will add on to that. And then that ended up, you know, growing to a point where like people with hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter or posting stuff about me, sharing stuff about me, um, and I couldn't defend myself. You know, I got, you know, thousands of people hating on me, um, accusing me of being a scammer and, like, not paying my employees. Um, Ouch. Yeah. And, you know, there's just so many people, like, no matter what I say, no one's going to believe me because if the majority of people are saying I'm doing one thing, then it's, I guess, a fact. Yeah. Um, so that happened. Um, that sucked. Had a lot of people hating on me. Uh and it just took a toll on me as, like, a teenager in like terms of stress, um, you know, thinking that I did something really, really bad. Um, and at that point, I mean, it's, like, the first time that I ever felt like I wanted to just quit um, and just back away from... A lot of people would have quit. I would have quit. At 15 years old, yeah. I had 100,000 people yelling at me on the Internet for something that I thought was so cool. Yeah. And, like, I went from, like, being... Like, think I'm the coolest guy in the world because I'm working with Roblox and printing my magazine everywhere to, like, and now I just, like, I'm a sucky person yeah. um, because all these people hate me. Um, I think the, the good thing I did uh, with that is instead of just stopping, I went to a mentor and kind of explained, this is what's happening. What do I do? They walked me through it. Um, and, you know, a lot of it was just, you know, don't fuel the fire. Don't, you know, um, you know, try to fight back. Don't especially if you know, like, you didn't necessarily do anything wrong, um, you don't necessarily have to fight back, especially since it's all emotionally driven. Um, yeah, my mentors walked me through all that and really helped me out um, through that time. Um, but, yeah, that sucked. Eventually, you know, things got cleared up. We worked through it, and then that transitioned into the Coding Academy, which is a whole other story. We taught kids how to code with some of the top Roblox developers, um, and I just figured, figured I don't like teaching code. So we stopped doing that. That was like a six-month thing. But in that six months, we ran 600 students through our course. Wow. Yeah. And we made it to the finals of a of the Indiana State pitch competition, which was a, uh, like a student high school uh, pitch competition. Made it to the finals there, um, but didn't win. That was a $20,000 like grand prize. Um, and something that was really cool, because uh, I was like, Apparently really close to winning because the judges came up to me and said, I don't know how you didn't win. The judges came up to me and said that um, afterwards. What was it? A grandson of somebody got through or what? No, there's, I don't know how much I can say on this. Uh, uh -oh. It's all just like kind of like speculation because uh, they tried. How, how many years ago was this? Uh, three or four. It was like two. Oh, man, yeah. Or no, it was 2018. Yeah, so three years. We got to get to. We got to get to seven years before we can say anything bad. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so who nothing, won? Nothing How about happened. that? Nothing. No speculation. Just calling out. Just completely, saying who won. Completely fair. Yeah. Competition. Who won? Um, well, I got beat by a. Is it a real company now? No, they're all, they also down. And the dude who won. Oh man, I can't. I'll oh no! So this is bad. No, yeah, the dude who won just started selling weed. Uh, okay, guys, every everybody, I just want you to Google it. I'm sure if you just Google it, you'll figure stuff out. You probably got that part. Of, yeah, but, uh, yeah. So the dude who won just started selling weed with uh with the money. Yeah, he started. Yeah, that's hilarious. And yeah, welcome to my pitch competition. He, he called me after uh, he won and said, "Do I drop out of college now? Because I didn't go to college." Yeah, it's up to you. I don't know, man. I'm just trying <laughs> to figure this out. Yeah. I hate teaching kids. So tell yeah, me, yeah. Um, so the Coding Academy, yeah. I mean, you could have flipped that and sold that to somebody if you had 600 people doing it. It's have you ever sold a business or you shut everything down before you find I, what you'd like to do? Yeah. So with the 600 students, that was 600 students over the course of six months that went through like a one-time class. It wasn't like they were enrolled or anything. Um, Why don't you just turn that into a master class and put it back on your website and see if you can sell it? Because I didn't record anything. So re-record it. You already did it once. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then just put it up. 99 bucks, you can have access well, to the, the library. Kids don't have money on the internet. That's why I'm working with companies. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But uh, parents have money and they want their kids to be smart. Yeah. They you, want you, them to learn how to code. Yeah, but not a lot of kids want to do that. You don't um, need a bunch. You're yeah. in the most niche world I've ever heard. You're literally, yeah, a world, yeah, a Roblox, world. yeah, metaverse, is niche, but yeah. it's so futuristic. I mean, like you're seeing stuff that nobody else sees, especially not locally. Yeah, you asked why I didn't sell any of my businesses. Uh, I didn't really have any structure, uh, so they, if we were to like transfer ownership and do all that, it was, it was just you. there was nothing to support it. Um, there was no organization. There was no. Um, we had an LLC that yeah. was pretty much like. How has your business acumen picked up in the last decade of doing this? From just learning process procedures, that sort of stuff, like getting better at being a business owner. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I think I've learned more in the last six months about the actual like admin side of business um, in the last six months because of Barrier Four, and that's because I'm working with these companies that kind of like integrate us into their processes, and I learn from their processes, and like. The smallest company we work with, uh, these are all like pretty much most, a couple of them are startups. Um, others are established, but the smallest um, in terms of like investment uh, that we work with is they just did a $2 million, $2.5 million uh, a, like Series A yeah. investment. And then, um, so I'm learning with companies with a lot of money, uh, a lot of people work with them. And then I kind of just take what they're doing and then apply it to my business. Um, so working directly with these companies, I've, I've learned a whole lot in terms of, like, team management um, and, like, delegating process. Like, delegating, like, work to uh, your team and, you know, organi- organization. Um, all really within the last six months. Because before that, um, with, like, them magazines, which is my magazine, the Coding Academy, all of that, that was just kind of me just figuring out what we want to do, which in that case was the magazine and just pushing it. Yeah. We didn't think about any of the back end stuff and like recording stuff and, uh, uh, you know, any processes to like, were you ever scared to send that stuff? No. Do you ever feel imposter syndrome? You know what imposter yeah, syndrome is? Yeah, I know is? what imposter syndrome is. Uh, I don't know if I've necessarily, I think I feel it more now than yeah. <laughs> anything, but, uh, I don't know. I just never thought about, you know, what, could happen i just sent it and figured just out did what it. did happen um that's kind of how i just took things on what a unique perspective yeah and i i mean obviously it worked yeah things fail but we call it failing upwards sure right fail. yeah i'm a i'm a sprint forward that means if i fall i'm gonna keep yeah. rolling yeah and that's, then i'm gonna stand up and do it again yeah that's another way i kind of live my life is i just kind of take things how they and then Whatever happens, I kind of just deal with it the way I need to. I don't necessarily like, worry about what's going to happen. I just wait till I see what happens and then deal with deal with the consequences. That's just brilliant. Yeah, love it. So what's uh, what's next? What's uh, I know that you're you're working into the metaverse. I look yeah. at your your LinkedIn bio says media for the metaverse. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next? What what can oops, small town businesses that you know? I mean, the majority of the people that listen to this are. You know, small residential contractors, small, like they're very in-person things. Yeah. These are things to think about for the next generation and even the people that are trying to get into more and more spaces. Yeah. How do the rest of us get into the metaverse? Yeah, that's tough. Um, especially if it's like someone who's like retirement homes don't need to be on like the metaverse. Like not everyone needs to be. But real estate's starting to get on the metaverse. Look at the virtual home visits. Is yeah. that not the metaverse? I guess. You can be. walk through the yeah. house. No, yeah. You can buy a house. Carvana. There's plenty of different applications. Are those we'll considered like, the metaverse? Dude? Yes. Sure. Let's yeah. say yeah. Let, for the sake of like simplicity, let's say yeah. Um, I'm not a metaverse expert. Um, I mean, it's still growing. It, I mean, I kind of like how we were like saying like, di- like identify opportunities and like figure out like whether or not they work for you or not. Because I don't necessarily think everyone needs to be on the metaverse. Um, but for some reason, everyone is going to be on the metaverse. Uh, LG reached out to us the other day. The other day, like the yeah. refrigerator company, yep, 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 they're building a Roblox game, and hopefully this this will, this should be out uh, next week. The, yeah, so okay, so we're good. Um, they're building a game. Well, actually, next week is a holiday, so I might try to push it they're, Monday yeah. or something like that, so people they're have for the drive next week. So we're good. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Shout out to all the you know hundreds of listeners I have yeah. that are gonna reach out to LG. Don't tell for their Roblox game. Don't tell them I told you guys. But, yeah, they're building a game uh, about a laptop. So uh, that's interesting on Roblox. Uh, you, like, can go in there and, like, play 
on your laptop with a laptop in-game. Um, so we're building a game trailer for that, uh, which is super interesting. Uh, we've how do you how do you do that? How do you do that? A game how trailer do you, or what? Yeah, how do you make the game trailer? So like they just allow you and then you screen share you in the game? No, uh, I mean that's the whole process. We're media for the metaverse. We pretty much have cameras inside the metaverse, so we can go in there and like fly around, get cool cinematic footage. What do you mean? Um, what do you mean? I don't get that at all. What do you mean you have <laughs> cameras flying around inside the metaverse? It, so in the games, we have access to cameras where we can. Um, it's just like a camera, like you can fly around. It's like you have a little drone in game. Um, we 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 get access to that specifically um, because we. Because of what you do, yeah. And we're connected with the developers. So we get that added in, and then we get really cool cinematic shots of everything and add music to it. Um, you can do animations. Assuming you have my animators, and then add music to it. That's wild. So um, for anybody that's listening right now, I hate clicking pens. I always get in a bad habit of doing that on the mic. Um, and they wanted to go track this down right now and watch one of your videos. Yeah. Of Where would they find that? Uh, you can go to our... Uh, temporary website barrier four that's spelled out um dot us and then there's we have like four or five examples of our trailers or maybe even more um on that website something that we did and i don't know if you could add that in into this uh last year uh there's this game on roblox okay uh, it's called emergency response so it's a game where you can be a cop uh, a robber firefighter whatever they had reached out to me and asked me to do a game trailer for them um and I had this brilliant idea. Okay. Like, I want to transition from, you know, real life to... Uh, into in, the game? Into the game. So I reached out to the Pendleton police. I'm like, hey, can you stage a fake police chase for me? And we're going to use that to transition into Did they say real yes? They did. No way. We filmed it an hour later after I reached out to them. Um, Those guys need something to do. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Besides write tickets uh, to me. I got like three All tickets. right, so what, what's that called? That way I can actually, like, link it into this. Look up uh, police uh, roleplay community on Roblox or on YouTube. Police roleplay? Yeah. Video. What? Here, I'll, I'll look at Google for you. Bro, no, I am. Um, He's old. Get out of here. Um, I do have Eve in my office who is two years younger than me. Yeah. Handle all of our technical issues. My fake game. So. Um, and it should be, like, a little cool badge. That's their profile picture so actually so the way that this thing works all right let's see can i connect my all right so i actually can watch this so this only does it on this so okay. role play police role play police roblox is this it no uh you did it completely in the wrong Leave me alone. <laughs> so Nate is now typing in my computer. So the one thing I will say is with this new setup that I uh, splurged on, I can actually connect my laptop in it. So if you heard at the beginning, for some reason, my sound went off and you could hear my um, my ding on my laptop. So we're going to see. So it's uh, this one with uh, 1.1 million views. Not that's that. yours? Yeah. Bro, that's insane. That's right, the so Pendleton police right there. So let's. All right. So. We're just gonna listen. I made this song in two minutes oh, using that's my. That's an advertisement. Yeah, that's that's Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> this is my first time on the internet. You see the transition? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Alright, so this is in the game. Yeah. We have more, so there's an extended trailer with more police like footage of the council uh, police. So this part's all the game. Yeah. Um, oh, so I we, guess that was only 30 seconds long. So I'm gonna go back to the game. So this is real life. Yep. Pendleton police. Yep. That's Lucas. Who's who's doing the burnout? And then transition. That's sick. Yeah. We yeah. That was probably my favorite trailer. So we, that has 1.1 million views, 13,000 upvotes. Yeah, then we have a longer variation. It's on the. I'll right put a um, a link to that in the uh, show notes. That way, yeah. people can track it down. Um, everybody got to listen to that. However, obviously, this is an audio podcast, so yeah, that's not how that yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. But that's cool. That's crazy. Yeah, we filmed. We so yeah, we reached out to the Pendleton police, uh, and then like we filmed it an hour or two later, and then had that trailer done in that same weekend. Um, so let 
<laughs> Never mind. Oh, I see that off air. Um, <laughs> bro, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's what you do. Yeah, that's part of it. And then we like a big thing that we're doing lately is hosting game jams. Yeah, game jams. I meant to ask you about that because you wanted to hold on to that. Yeah. So game jams. Uh, pretty much we give a group of developers whoever wants to participate a set of time. So usually it's like two weeks to a month and then a theme and they have to build a game around that theme in that set amount of time. This is the British uh, Bake Off. Yeah. Have you ever seen that where you everybody gets to make their own cake but sure. you got an hour? It's like the same thing. Sure. Yeah. It's like the same concept. Um, but usually there's, yeah, there's like a, so one we're there's hosting. a surprise. Um, you have to put, you know, shrimp in it or something crazy. I mean, there's, I mean, it can be anything. We just say build a game around this this theme and then with these requirements in it. Uh, and then there's usually like a big cash prize associated with it. So like we're hosting one with a $10,000 cash prize and that's divided between winners. So like first place we get 5,000, 2,000, you know, so on. Um, and then we're hosting another one on another game platform called Core Games with $13,000 in cash prizing where like a bunch of influencers, big YouTubers have to, well, they own their own faction in this game. This one's a little more complicated. They own their own faction. They have to get their members, build up their faction. Each one of their faction members builds a game. They all submit. Uh, depending on how many faction members and how many games are submitted, that's how many points they got, and that's how we ter- determine a winner for that. And that one's super fun, um, which is another thing that we do. We, we do influencer management. We work with a lot of YouTubers. Really? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a, you there's found a lot. a lot of niche places to kind of fit in, especially yeah. in the gaming community. And we're one of the only production studios for the metaverse specifically. Um, which is we kind of have a, have a monopoly on all the companies coming into Roblox at the moment. Sweet. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's super awesome for me and the team. Your team, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. What a world. So uh, people so people can find you, barrier4.us. Yep. Um, if they want to at least check out what you're doing. And what if somebody wanted to ask you specifically, how do they, .us, how, how can they get a hold of you to just talk hey, I'm a young kid, I'm into this thing, oh. and it might even be the exact same thing you're into, how can I help, or how do I join, or how do I, you know, I mean, what can I do? Oh, you got to set up a 30-minute discovery call. Yeah. Is it a temporary website? Um, Notion. Notion's good. Try Notion. Yeah. No, not an ad. Not an ad. No free ads. I'm sure that a bunch of people will look it up. So people can just go online and book 30 minutes with you and say, hey, yeah, help? Yeah. Do you talk to any uh, younger local entrepreneurs now, or do you do any speaking gigs or anything like that? I used to back before the pandemic, so that was something I really enjoyed doing. This mm-hmm. is my first podcast since, like, before the pandemic. Do you do a lot so, of podcasts? Did I did you? a few, yeah. You do your own or did your own? Yeah, I, I, had a, I had a YouTube channel during coronavirus. So, like, as like the peak of the lockdown back in, like, May 2020, April, May, started a YouTube channel interviewing all my like friends with big followings mm-hmm. and like built a YouTube channel off that. Um, What's your YouTube channel? So uh, it, you still have it. Yeah. Um, I won't give you the, the I mean, I, it's called where's my shirt. <laughs> no spaces. Young, yeah. Yeah. Usernames. I should have like 7,000, 6,000 subscribers. Oh, you got huge videos. And I here. woke up the next. Creek Craft. 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 Who's that? Is that a friend of yours? Yeah, he's a YouTuber. That's crazy. Have you ever wanted to be a YouTuber? No. I mean, that's got 126,000 views. Yeah. Do you make money? I uh, used to. I did a couple sponsorships. Um, ad, ad revenue on YouTube is not great. It's not what it used to be. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. But yeah, cool math games. Uh, like one of the videos is like with a guy named Oblivious HD. Yeah. They sponsored that video and then uh, had a couple other sponsored videos. What a world. The world is so cool. Yeah, I did that uh, throughout all of the lockdown. That's how I occupied myself. And now you're... And um, I woke up oh, the sorry. Night. He's talking again. Um, and you're doing a lot of business now and head yep. down and starting to see the, the fruits of your labor. Yep. So um, I know I asked this earlier, what's next for the metaverse? But what's, what's kind of next for you? What do you What do you want to be? You're 21 years old. Yeah. You got a long life. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you want to do? Um, what do you want to change? What do you want to be a part of? Uh, I mean, I guess at a business like standpoint, uh, for me, I want to build up a team where I don't necessarily have to work in the business. I want to be working on the business a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because for a while, I mean, I throughout everything I've ever done, I've been like the sole 
like fulfillment like guy for all of the project any product we have um, I want to get to a point where I have people that do that for me and we're kind of getting to that point with my current team um, which they're all super awesome super talented people um, that I get to work with that's kind of where I want to be in terms of business I want to work on my business grow it from you know outside necessarily um, and not necessarily like providing in a fulfillment stuff um, in terms of like what I <laughs> I ask people, like, what do they want to be when they grow up? Um, but I never know what my answer would be to that. If, like, someone asked me, I don't necessarily know what my what I want my future to look like. Um, and that's, I mean, that's the truth. I don't have, like, a clear vision for myself. I know I want to, like, do my own thing, grow a business, uh, and provide a lot of value to the people that I work with. Um, in, in that case, right now, it is through media and production. Um, but... I mean, that's for the foreseeable future for me. I don't know what is beyond that at this point. Um, and I'm not necessarily going to, like, pick something. Um, Never have. Yeah. Just see where it takes you. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that's just how I roll, you know? Well, good deal. I think yeah. you're, um, I mean, from an objective standpoint of, you know, somebody that thinks that you're doing awesome stuff, you're, you're doing awesome stuff. And you've been doing it for forever. So yeah. um, to say that, you know, this was by accident is would be complete horseshit lie. So yeah. congrats, Nate. Um, I'm excited to see where you are in five years. I'm excited to see where you are next year. I'm scared to see where you are 10 years from today. Yeah, scared. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared to see how high it goes. So into the metaverse we go. Indeed. All right, thanks, Nate. Yep, thank you. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you again so much for your love and support of the Performance Group podcast. For more information on the podcast, the Performance Group, or even our guests, feel free to reach out directly via our website, performancegroupindiana.com, or feel free to email me directly, which is sean at performancegroupindiana.com. We'll see you guys next week.